Welcome back, everybody. It's 10-Bip Live. We're back here again on Thursday nights. I'm Alice Perry. Thank you guys so much for being here. Coming back. <clears throat> We're checking it out for the first time. Uh, very good to be with you this Thursday night. Very, very good to be here with you. Hope you're well. Hope you've got something in your class, too. Hope it's real nice. Hope you're not just pouring yourself some some old run-of-the-mill crap. But that being said, hey, you do whatever you want to. Do whatever you want to. Dramhound stopped in for a bit. Hopefully Adam's still here. Hello, Adam. Cheers, crew. Cheers to you, buddy. Miss MC, love Wood Series. Smash the like, feed Snuffy. See y'all on the replay. Good to see you in the chat, Emily. Tony Bear Vides, hello, Tony. And Donnie the Linux Cat says, mash that like button, click subscribe, and ring that bell, and choose all so you get notifications and you don't miss a thing. The man speaks the truth. You do all the things, and you, it just makes your life easier. As some would say. Connor Kirkpatrick, hope you're well, my friend. Good to have you here along for the ride. Tony Bag of Donuts, welcome to Thursday Night Live. Yes, welcome indeed. Richie Z, what's happening, man? Good to have you along. It has been a minute. Sugar Kitty says meow. Yes. Hello, Sugar Kitty. Uh, more subs? It sure does look like it. Looks like we are at, uh, 12,000. What is this? 12, 1,211? I almost said 12,000, and that would have been incorrect. Uh, you can see it up here on the screen. Most recent subscriber looks to be SMK Rubai. Thank you guys so much for subbing. If you haven't done so already, please, of course, hit the subscribe button. Well, what I want to do is pour This Is My Bourbon Weekend 2022 New Riff. Tommy D, what's up, Tommy? Howdy, wait, what? Richie Z is not a mod on a channel? Well, I think we've already got like three or four mods in the chat right now, and there's only a, there's less than a dozen of you. So, uh, if things get out of hand, Richie, you are next in line, my friend. You are next. Uh, apologies if the I'm gonna try to uh, just fud, uh, fit, fiddle, fudge with the camera a little bit throughout the the show. Uh, the, uh, the I had to switch a bunch of stuff around for recording at uh, Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company. It just wasn't a space that I was familiar with. That looks a little bit more natural. Yeah, I think that's a little better. Over a dozen now. We got 13. That's how we do it. What's up, Swanee? Good to see you, my friend. <laughs> I don't need a mod another mod. You never know, man. Never know. Good. Things could go sideways. Things could go absolutely topsy turvy, and we wouldn't be able to uh, we wouldn't be able to handle ourselves. 
Uh, so on the docket for tonight, we are going to be talking about the end of the road for the Maker's Mark Wood Finishing Series. Going to be drinking on a couple of these as we go along. I'm also going to be wrapping up the evening with a review of the Wolves Whiskey from California Single Malt 11 Barrel Blend. Seven years old, 110 proof. This was a sample sent to me by the guys at Wolves Whiskey. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping as well. Subscribe to the... Uh, I said that already. Follow on social media. Uh, check out all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. Send questions or comments to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. If you want to call in for our Barrel Rings segment on the main podcast, that's 859-428-8253. Uh, that's right. You can leave a voicemail for us. We'll listen to it live on air. Well, on the podcast, uh, I suppose. Uh, what else do I have to go over here? Support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. For as little as $5 a month, there's bonus content over there. Uh, plenty of good stuff. Plenty of fun stuff for you to go check out. Uh, early access to episodes. Episodes are uncut. Uh, bonus stuff as well, including pregame chats. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the season for Pours from the Floor. I believe we've got a couple more episodes of that before we head to uh sampling irresistible which uh i don't know we still got a little bit left in pours from the floor just going through my uh files here yeah we got five more episodes of pours from the floor good stuff we got time we got time looking forward to general armageddon uh making another appearance i hope he does it, I feel I feel like General Armageddon is one of those entities where if you say his name three times, he'll appear. I've said it twice now. So, I don't know. <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed. Rule of threes. The third one might happen. We'll find out together. Swan's getting ahead of the curve. Hot take. Well, I think this brought my interest back to makers. I feel that uh, these have gotten worse over time. Now they're on par with a good select, which are much more available. Long live RC6. Uh, I am excited to get uh, into some. I haven't had RC6 in a minute. That is such a great bottle. Uh, and Donnie just got a recent, recently got another one. That's pretty awesome. Uh, cheers, everyone. Cheers to you, Stacy. Four Leaf Whiskey. Good to have you. Jeffrey Wack. Hello again, Whiskey friends. It is so good to see you, man. Hope you're well. Uh, yeah, if we could get another little Skeletor appearance to happen, just drop the word boob and disappear, I'd be happy. Uh, when I get the alert, Perry is live at 5 p.m. when on the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. Are you on the West Coast right now, Jeff? Because it would be it would be 5 p.m. over there, right? Depends on where you are. <laughs> Mostly yes. All right. So I am going to start out the evening by pouring up some RC6, so we can get into the discussion on what the heck is it that Maker's uh, Mark is discontinuing and why on God's green earth. It could possibly be a good thing for them. Oh, you're in L.A. Well, there you go. Thanks for being here, even though you're on uh, the other side of the other side of the country. 
Um, bum bum bum. FAE 01 and 2 grabbed my attention, but this last re release wasn't exciting for me. We will get into that in a minute. Uh, anyone had uh, BEP yet? Is it out? I don't know if Barrel Entry Proof is out yet. Uh, oops. RC6 and SE4 PR5 have been a step above everything else. I'd rather have a good low 46 stave high in French. Uh, Margie, I don't know what that word is. No. But BEP is out. Okay, cool. All right, so let's let's do our due due diligence. Excuse me. Let's let's um. Let's let's start first just by talking about what uh, the Maker's Mark Wood finish, finishing series is. Uh, we're gonna pull this directly from RC Six is an early Maker's Wood finish and still is a great one. Absolutely. I've never had RC Six because you never sent it to me. Fair. I, I will take care of that. I'm very sorry, Tony. Oh, let's see. Not slides. Share screen. There we go. All right. Coming directly from the Maker's Mark website here. The Wood Finishing Series. Our exploration of wood finishing began with the creation of Maker's Mark 46, and this discovery opened new doors on how makers could be expanded on while staying true to its original taste vision. Since then, we've amassed over a decade of innovation and experimentation in wood science with Maker's Mark's Maker's Mark private selection and limited releases of our wood finishing series. We look forward to what's still to come on this journey, and we hope you do too. Uh, Julie L. Hello, Julie Like. Good to have you in the chat. Hope you're well. I didn't realize I had such strong opinions on makers. I didn't realize you didn't either. Can we toss in the good old cast strength? I think I'm out of cast strength. That stuff doesn't last long around here. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm currently out. I, I wish I had some, but I am. I am out. Uh, so let's go through the releases of the finishing series. First one uh, was the 2019 release. This one was RC6. We can zoom in a little bit for y'all. And nope, we cannot. Uh, 2020, we saw the release of the SE4 times PRX, PR5, whatever you want to call it. Uh, well, I guess I should talk a little bit more about what the uh, RC6 was. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, crafted over the course of more than two years in partnership with Independent Stave Company, this limited release highlights the fruit notes of Maker's Mark without compromising its natural balance of baking sweet, uh, baking spice and sweetness. Uh, here we can find out a little bit more information. Finished with 10 very distinct wood staves, stave profile RC6. Uh, wood finishing series 2019 was crafted to feature more pronounced fruit notes and a brighter yada yada yada. Uh, I'm not going to do this for every single one. Uh, oops. My B. Uh, but just so you have kind of a general understanding of what we're looking at here, uh, SE4 PR5. Uh, created an utterly unique bourbon that's also a pretty tribute, a worthy tribute to the one of a kind vanilla and caramel taste notes that make the original Maker's Mark so distinctive. 2021, we moved into the FAE 01 and 02, uh, which 
FAE stands for fatty acid esters. Uh, what gives Maker's Mark its rich and creamy texture. Now, I did a video way back uh, in 2021 about this exact release, uh, and it was, uh, I think, I think I, I think that's what I did. Uh, yeah, I did just the FAEO one, and it, it uh, came about later. Uh, that blending the one and the two actually made for a better product altogether, uh, which was bizarre, truly, truly bizarre. Uh, but in the end, turned out to be something uh, unique and, and and quite enjoyable. I mean, I really, really did enjoy uh, the blend of, of one and two. Um, it says, for this limited release, we discovered a way to double down on the flavors extracted by a single stave. By only searing one side, we were able to keep the rich fruitness in the bourbon while bringing out hints of tobacco and a dank woodiness with every sip. Almost makes you believe you're walking through our barrel warehouse. Uh, moving on. Now, I didn't know about these. Or maybe I did. And I've just kind of forgotten about them. But there were two city editions, city series, uh, New York and Sydney. Also, Deathless Dogs. What's going on, Dan? I hope you're well, buddy. Good to see you in the chat. Shauna Marie is here as well. Cheers, everyone. Cheers to you, Shauna. Good to have you back. Um, it's, I, I don't remember anything about, <laughs> about these releases, uh, except it looks like they were just finished in something from Sydney, something from New York. Um, but I'm surprised to see this even like on the website, on the actual list. Uh, that being said, I would have liked to have tried those back when they were available. Uh, 2022 saw BRT 01 and 02 as the fourth wood finishing series. This dual release features complementary bourbons that work together to show why we still rotate our barrels by hand throughout our rickhouse so we consistently achieve the taste of Maker's Mark. I never really got around to doing a review of the uh, BRTs, forgot the name immediately, uh, last year, but having had them since, both are pretty good releases. Uh, I think I like one better than I did two, but that being said, I haven't taken a lot of time with them uh, to figure that out, so maybe that is something we can uh, revisit in the future and the latest and final release the wood finishing series 2023 2023 excuse me BEP stands for barrel entry proof uh, we get big flavor from our low 110 barrel entry proof and this expression amplifies that even more with special finishing staves it's the fifth and final bourbon in this chapter of the wood finishing series so Slightly exhaustive. I'm I'm sorry that uh, we took we took a little bit of time to get through that, but I figured it was important just to kind of talk about the, the releases individually um, and give you an idea of what this project seemed to imply for for Maker's Mark. And it's no surprise, of course, that. This was kind of like I, I, an offshoot of the '46 project of their their French Oak project, um, which 
of course, still stands true to this day. We just did a review a couple weeks ago on Makers 46, just the standard offering, not the cast strength. I did get to have some of the cast strength at Mom and, Mama and Papa Ritter's house the other night, uh, which I hadn't had in a while, and surprisingly still holds up. It is a really, really great bottle. Um, I, I enjoy the heck out of it. Uh, but... Let me check in on the chat real quick. Tony Berry, Baravides. How about some older makers? When are they going to offer something a bit older just for fun? I don't know. I would love to see, uh, and I know that this is kind of parroting Fred Minnick, but I, I mean, I would love to see a 12-year-old maker's mark. I'd love to see a 10-year-old release. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I think that we we need to see something with with some heft to it from them and i think that as we start moving away from the barrel finishing the wood finishing series excuse me i think i've been calling it barrel finishing i'm sorry i've i've meant the wood finishing series uh i know it's in the title and everything but i can you know slip up every now and then as is want to do Mm. Whoa. RC6 is sweet. I don't think late winter, early spring is the right time for it. This is more of a tail end of summer into autumn kind of bourbon. Whoa, that finish. Oh my goodness gracious. If ever there were such a thing as a cinnamon wood stave, <laughs> that's what the back end of the palette is uh, for, for me on RC6. So sweet up front. Starts to go a little bit more bitter and a little bit more uh, bold, drier towards the end of the, the palette there. Um, but quite good. Mm. Quite good. Um... So, yeah, I, I think that if if we're talking about, like, some positives of Makers discontinuing this line, it's important to note that this frees up some, some brain power to do something else. And I'm not saying that they hadn't planned this all along or that they hadn't gotten to a point where they said, you know, just, just kind of in the back of their minds, they were thinking, well, we've got something else we can do. We can put out a uh, an age-stated product that's more than our seven- or eight-year-old bourbon. Um, and I, I think the other aspect of it, too, is just that they've been, they've been doing this for so long. They've been doing it for just years like a decade right and and i'm not saying that that's a bad thing what's up james taylor good to see you um you don't think they should discontinue the the wood finishing line richie we will talk about why they shouldn't in a minute as well because i do think that there are uh there's there's multiple sides i think this is more than just a two-sided 
It's a three-sided... It's a multi-face die. Dice, whatever the crap. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? There's not just one or two view viewpoints for this. So... What what I'm I'm getting at is that while we were we kind of gave them the opportunity to I'm gonna pull this tab back up for myself uh, where, where we saw them you know kind of go through this method of being very uh, being very systematic about the way that they approach the finishing about the way that they approach these new releases. There is a portion of it that does become stale. I think that there is a part of it that makes us feel like, well, what else can you do? What else do you have in store? And and going back to what Tony Baravides was saying, I, yeah, why haven't they put out a, a, an age-stated bourbon yet? Put out a 10-year, a put out a 12-year for the love of God, put out a 15 years, something, something. And, and the thing is like, I, I know that it would sell. I know that it would sell well. And not just that, who's Peter White? Somebody named Peter White in the chat. I've missed it. If so, I'm sorry. Uh, Julie says we have quite a few of these and I'm ashamed to say we have never opened them. You need to. They're great bottles. They really, really are. Um, I just think that it's it's one of those things where it. I think that they have lost their their momentum with it. Uh, I think that they have lost some energy for innovating with this in in the way that they have with some of their other projects. And it's okay to. to if it's run its course, it's okay to say we're done. It's okay. Like I, I think that the the worst thing they can do is just accept the fact that, you know, they've done everything they can. Maybe the distiller is a perfectionist and afraid to show flaws of age statements. We love the flaws. That is fair. I do. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I. I, I would have a hard time believing that the whiskey would get old or get worse the older that it got. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that that's... I don't know if those two things necessarily line up, but... Um, uh, the wood finishes sell out and are popular. Business decision to not do it is... Good prompt, James. Um, I appreciate that. Business decision to not do it is well. We, I, I think that we are seeing this from a couple of different angles. The first one is that, uh, and I'll, I'll point to uh, GoBourbon.com for this, as I was kind of doing research um, b before the stream, uh, and I'll just share this up as well. There we go. This is from the Bourbon Review. I don't know why their their logo is just not loading, but that's fine. Uh, the fifth and final limited edition wood finishing series by Maker's Mark has just been announced. Uh, the finale is titled BEP, BEP 
barrel entry proof clocking in at 110.7 proof and has the addition of 10 virgin toasted oak staves per the finishing process. Each of the five wood finishing series releases going back to the 2019 inaugural RC6 has a proprietary wood stave profile, each with a mission to demonstrate and focus on a procedural area that affects flavor profiling. Uh, per economics, this is what I was getting at. Per, oh, come on. Per economics, it is more cost effective at a higher barrel entry. Oh, oh yeah, that, this is right. Uh, it's more cost effective at a higher B BEP. Essentially, it saves money versus a lower BEP. In 1962, Congress raised the BEP from 110 to 125. However, Maker's Mark has kept their BEP at 110 as many years later, never raising it over the past few decades. And per their claim, they are the only continually operating distillery to not raise their barrel entry proof since 1962. Lower barrel entry proof, bigger flavor. Um, there's there's a portion of that that indicates to me that this may just not be as uh, as profitable for them as they would have liked but that being said you know this is the only one release uh so it's possible that you know this doesn't necessarily rely or excuse me refer to only uh this this fifth release this final uh product that they're putting out with the wood finishing series now and and i do think that it's important to note here as well, this is following the departure of Jane Bowie and Denny Potter uh, from, from the distillery. So, I mean, this could just be a, a, a sense of, well, yes, even though we do have product that we're wanting to use for something like this or this particular project, it doesn't mean that we have to continue the wood finishing series uh, as it was, you know, when it when it came about in 2019, that was something that, um, you know, that was right around the time that that Denny came to Maker's Mark. Uh, so it could have been that there was something, you know, like as he left, they were just like, well, we can do something else with it. I don't know for sure. I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks. That's what's happening at this point. Um, what was the other part of that? I was going to say, oh, <laughs> Dan, like Perry makes me feel like I know nothing about whiskey. Dan, I love you, man. That's not true. I, I talk with much more authority, I think, than I, I need to, uh, but it's, uh, I, I, I appreciate that thought. Uh, Richie says makers Mark has so much private select barrels. This this gets me back on track for something else I was going to bring up about this as well. We've been slowly seeing them phase out this bottle shape. It started with 46 is getting uh, a new bottle. Uh, then we're starting to see... I think we're even starting to see some, like limited releases like you know the the dna entry proof uh which is something else i want to i want to bring up uh as in opposition to um to what we're seeing uh with the wood finishing series uh we're we're seeing them trying to be more cost effective with the products that they are putting on the market and makers has always been largely pretty affordable as well 
$25 to $30, depending on where you are for their main product. $35 for $46. Cast strength doesn't really get too far above that either, $40 to $45. So it's a good mix of these products that you know are more affordable and part of the reason that they're more affordable oh and i think cast strength 2 is now in the the standard makers bottle as well if i'm not mistaken um i could be wrong i actually think i might be wrong on that um but the point the point of it is this is just another <laughs> it's a it's another item that goes up on the chopping block it's something else that they can take away because they don't want to spend the money on this specific bottle shape. When we were going through the glass shortage in 21 and 22, that's when they introduced the the redesigned Maker's Mark 46 uh, label and bottle. Uh, and it could be that, you know, the business side of it was they realized we can do something. We can cut things here and there. Yeah, it's cool to have this bottle. It's cool to um, set it apart from other products. I don't think that's going to change for something like their private selects, though. I don't think that that's going to change as far as barrel, or excuse me, bottle shape goes. I just don't think that the bottle shape and design makes for limited product, right? I know that that's kind of a well, duh statement, but surely, surely, surely they are seeing that, yes, people are loving these bottles, but they're not loving these bottles because of the shape of them. They're loving what's inside of it. Uh, and that goes against my, my argument that this was time, this was the right time for them to discontinue this series. I, I would argue, I would argue that the the DNA entry proof series that makers did was far and above so much more successful than any of the wood finishing products have been. Hands down, period, full stop, whatever you want to say. I think that they were better than most of Spaghetti isn't for throwing, it's for wearing on your head. That's fair. Um, I I think that that is not only showcasing what a Boulder Maker's Mark can be without any doctoring, i.e. finishing with staves. It's just showing that Maker's is a diverse product. And they have stood the test of time. They're, they're, they're not a new brand they're still working on on they're still working at the same capacity towards the same end goal that they have since they started that's an important message here too so i'm i'm not saying i don't think that this is like a sign of how makers is just going to stop finishing stuff altogether there's no way that they would do that 46 is one of their most popular products. I think it's a better product than their original, even though both have their, their merits. But there is no reason to consider that they may be stopping their finishing series, especially with something like the the private selections. And, and Richie's right. There are so freaking many of them. There are so many of the, the private selects. And 
they're expensive too. They're they're ninety to a hundred dollars depending on where you are. Sometimes even more. Um, it, it's it's just a. Be sure to keep an eye out for what's next. There we go. Um, sorry, I'm not caught up on chat. I'll do that here in just a second. Um, also, thank you to the 32 people for being here. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for hanging out tonight. Um, but yes, I, I, it's probably cheaper for them to use this bottle shape for one product now. Not probably, it is. There's, there's no way. It's a more specific bottle shape. It's one that they probably had to source to, uh, to, to actually bottle their products in. Um, so I, I think that there is a lot going against it. I think that the main thing that goes in favor of them not discontinuing it, which I understand is that it is such a different part of what they do. And it does showcase their innovation. It does showcase the fact that they can do so many different things with their product. It doesn't just have to be Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey thrown into a bottle with the same label. I get that. That can be boring. I, I'm 100% on board with that notion. I just think that they have more to offer at this point. And I think that we as consumers of bourbon are largely growing bored with the wood finishing series. How I, I don't know of anybody that jumped for joy when they saw the, the BEP release, the barrel entry proof, that that was what was next. I don't know how. <laughs> I I just I just surprised. I'm just surprised by it. And the fact that the barrel entry proof is making the finishing side of things take second billing, that's an important thing to note as well. That is a lar that is a very important part of this to mention. They're not focused on the finishing at this point. They're focused on how have we done things for a long time? What is our legacy? How, how have we set ourselves apart? There you go. Uh, Tony Baravides, I think there is an issue with the private selects as well. Many of them sit because I think the stave selection, etc., can be confusing to people. I grab them from shops who have a bottle cracked. Uh, that that I mean that is super important or not super important, but something that I think would make a huge difference for people. I just wish that more stores had a bottle of their <laughs> of their private selections open so people could try it before they buy it. Ninety dollars is a lot of money. That that's that's a lot to ask of of consumers. I oh that's not what I meant. But 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 there it is, Julie. Perry, did Dan tell you we had your Uber driver? Yes, he did. Uh, I think I talked about it on the podcast as well. Uh, but I got a message from Dan when they when he and Julie were in uh, Louisville uh, a few weeks ago, saying that they had the same Uber driver that I had the weekend of the very first Tim Pip meetup live show uh, in Louisville, uh, and that that guy kind of got into bourbon because I I was his Uber passenger. Um, anyway. Very cool. Uh, world gets smaller every day. 
Perry, are you drinking? Yes, I am. I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot, too. There's a lot to get into with this. Um, a wine finish series next. Interesting. Maker's Mark is huge in the bourbon business and have been. That that I mean, that, it's true. It's 100% true. Um, I think I missed John Kranz as well. John, thank you so much for being here, man. Good to see you in the chat. Uh, Snuffy Chats, I have completely forgotten to tell you how you can support the show. It's our method of super chatting. It's because we haven't reached all the dumb parameters that YouTube sets up uh, for us to just get a little bit of money. If you want to support the channel, if you want to support Mr. Snuffleupagus back there, you can do it uh, through the stream elements link and whatever. Appreciate you guys uh, who do that. It's just like super chatting. And you can see your uh, message up here on screen, too. So hit the like button. Uh, Tony's telling me to drink. Oh, that's good. Oh, hunt down that, that current Parker's, Richie. Hunt down that Parker's Heritage Collection double barrel blend. It is. Mm. Hope she filled up her gas tank. Hello, Don. I'm the Uber driver's bourbon daddy. <laughs> That's funny. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Papa Ritter's here. It's opening day for baseball as well. Good stuff all around, man. It's when spring really feels like it's sprung. When things have started. When when baseball has started play, being played again. What happened on opening day? My Cardinals lost. <laughs> so, good stuff. Good stuff all around. Uh, maybe they're working on a rye. I love that. <laughs> I <laughs> Makers Mark Rye. For the first time ever, we're not only doing something different, we're absolutely flipping the bird to our tradition. Enjoying BRT01, great nose. Oh, and Richie's saying exactly what I was thinking. 31 in chat now, hit that like button. Please freaking do. Open an effing bag. I uh, just poured some of the FAE01 you can tell it's a little bit low. Welcome to the welcome to the show, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I think you guys have kind of uh, gone ahead and, and let me know. But have I missed anything? Have I missed any points on, you know, good or bad for them finishing the wood finishing series? Let me know in the, in the chat. Uh, tasting notes. I don't want tasting notes for it. I I do I do think that you know, not giving us a reason is good enough reason to open up the floodgates for conversation like this. I mean, it, it's it gets people talking. It gets people uh, discussing what what's next, and it brings them back. You know. It, and the worst thing they can do is introduce a new product that gets people excited. It's the worst thing they can do. 
Um, well, that's not the worst thing they could do. Maybe the best. I don't know. I always get those two things confused. So, As long as the private selection continues, I am good. I agree with you. FAEO1 was my fave. I found it off profile and fruity in the best way. I'm bummed they're getting rid of the wood finishing series. I enjoy it myself. I... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying... See, that's the other caveat with all this, too, is that I, I have enjoyed a majority of these products. It's not that I haven't. It's just, um, you know, there there is still a staleness that comes about from time to time. I just think it was time for them to move on to other ventures, to greener pastures and um, wider horses. Local store is full of private select. Haven't bought it yet. There we go. <laughs> Never did find the VRTO2. Sad. Uh, Mike Meyer, good to have you in the chat. I've only had it once, uh, but Papa Ritter has a bottle. It's pretty good. What happened to Richie's Z's? <laughs> Wrench. What's happening? What's going on with this, like, slow campaign to get Richie a, a mod wrench here in the chat? Tater Dom, hope you're doing well. Good to see you. Oh, man. I needed a swirl to get that nose really cooking with the FAE. Oh, my dear friend FAE01, it has been too long since last we met. And we must stop meeting like this. I uh, wanted to go ahead and get the review pour, poured up as well. Uh, just to give it a little bit of time to air out and sit. <laughs> Campaign is not slow. Wrench Richie now. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I have to go on my phone to do it because I, if I did it on my computer, you'd you'd hear it. It's weird how I can just uh, add as moderator. There we go. Boom. <laughs> Sugar kitty. Why wouldn't Richie Z have a wrench? Me? Hey, I'm a cat. St. Bernard's are always out to get me. I understand. But Richie Z? Seriously? Uh, there you go, though, Richie. Wrenched. Show that blue wrench off. Do a twirl. Show us what you're working with. Justin Lewis, what's up, everyone? Late but made it this week. Dude, it is real good to see you in the chat. I hope you have been well. It's been a minute, but always good to have you along. Richie looks naked without a wrench. Peter White, what's up? I don't I somebody said hey to you earlier in the chat, and I totally missed that you stopped in here. I'm so sorry about that. Hope you're well. 
Good to have you. I just heard a bell go off. Most heavenly sound. Oh, Richie, I love you, man. I promote you and your friends' stuff. Hey, that's all. That's all I could ask for. You gotta tell your friends. That's how we grow. <laughs> oh, is Peter White Canadian? Well, Pete. Uh, bonjour. Hello, eh? <laughs> I'll see myself out. After this review, though. All right. Completely switching gears. Two. A, uh, a release that I'm very excited about trying, actually. Uh, but wasn't even on my radar until I got an email about it. Uh, this is, for anybody who was not here earlier, the Wolves Single Malt 11 Barrel Blend. Lot 1, age 7 years, proof 110. From Wolves Whiskey in California, USA. And uh, this is a nice little handwritten note. It was very sweet. They said, Perry, 12 barrels distilled over 10 days in 2015 and a small brandy still imported from cognac. I hope you enjoy it. From the Ritters. Or the Ritters. The Wolves. Sorry. <laughs> Frigid slip, I suppose. <laughs> Good day, eh? That is what I was looking for, I guess. I don't know. Perry also grows when people hit that like button. Forty-two different channels, but hey, St. Bernard's, they're a priority. I get it. Hey, Richie, you're welcome, buddy. Thank you so much for being here. Love the episode with Greg this week. Guy seems like a blast to hang with. Man, we hung out with Greg for like an hour after we got done recording. Too. It might have been longer than that. Uh, just telling stories and drinking some more of uh, the Cask 3. Yeah, of uh, Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company, which, oh, just a magical, magical blend. Um, and I hope you guys are excited for this uh, this bottle as well, this barrel. Um, just got some more details on it. I'm going to wait a little bit before we make any more announcements. Uh, but we did get the proof uh, today, so... Very excited. Perrier Ritter. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that, but really good, though. Perrier Bear. There's, some, there's something in that. There's something in that. Uh, all right. Now let's check out the Wolf Single Malt 11 Barrel Blend. American Single Malt, by the way. You should totally make Sugar Kitty a wrench. You're missing an MVP here. There we go. Boom. Just handing out moderator wrench, blue wrenches like is uh, like passing out candy on on Halloween. Almost said Thanksgiving. There's something about using that that accent that's really funny. Saying Thanksgiving. Handed it out like pl plates of turkey on Thanksgiving. You got to do the head cock too. <laughs> All right.
Hmm. <laughs> wow, if that's not a switch over from what uh, what I've been doing. Um, throwing out wrenches like first pitches. Spannard. <laughs> This is wrench 43. That's crazy. Sugar kitty. How are you even able to keep track of that? I would lose count after like three or four. Honestly, I know that I'm a mod on like uh, a genuinely like two or three channels. I'm just amazed that you kept track of that many. How, what do you do? Do you watch anything not whiskey related? I'm curious. This is a thing that Eric and I talk about a lot. We don't always talk about it on air, but like, I don't have, I, and I love everybody handing out wrenches like Herbert handing out candy at middle school. Would you like a wrench this up? What a stand you've taken for those silly St. Bernards. You're too kind. <laughs> Spreadsheets, seriously, spreadsheets. I'd like to spread the sheets of you, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, my Herbert the Pervert is way too good. Um, no, but Eric and I talk about this. Like, I, I don't have time to watch all the whiskey content out there. Um, and, and the other part of it, too, is that, like, there's so many of us who do the same reviews that I have a hard time watching other people's reviews before I've done mine. Like, I don't want it to, you know like like spoil anything or put anything in my head kind of gross Herbert <laughs> just a bit Mr. Ritter thanks for stopping by there are non-whiskey related YouTube channels what that's true oh uh, this is how I know I've made it thanks Julie <laughs> I watch 30 to 40 other channels with different content besides the whiskey, barbecue, food, travel, other subjects. There you go. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's just, you know, my brain needs a break, too, from, from bourbon stuff as, as well. You know, I, I've i said this multiple times. I don't always want to be... <laughs> I watch three or four channels at a time. Who the heck else is live right now? Seriously, I don't know any who's live. I don't know nothing about this. I thought I still had a lock on the eight o'clock slot on Thursday nights. Still had a lock on the eight o'clock slot on Thursday nights. Thursday nights. Still had a lock on the eight o'clock slot on Thursday nights. <laughs> it's a BG song now, apparently. Um. Yeah, I don't always want to be known as the the bourbon guy. You know what I mean? I like for so long I was the music guy. That was a big reason why I wanted to bring the music part of what I of my life back, uh, which I got to do this weekend, which was a lot of fun up in Louisville. Uh, Curiosity, Curiosity Public is on in nine minutes. I think I knew that. Emily. I, I shall master shoots of spread someday, she says as she tracks. 
What about barbecue? Who's Joey bag of donuts? <laughs> Joey Tony. Tony, could you? <laughs> 8 o'clock on Thursday night is much CTV. That's true. Oh, Richie. I'm all about you, man. Perry the Herbert guy. <laughs> Tony Perry, Perry, that sounded like a song from the Search for Everything album. Oh, yeah, it does sound like, um, still feel like you, man. I still feel, I still feel. MC, MC squared went off and so did Mr. Great Shot. So I had three of you. I, those first two, I don't even know those channels. That's crazy. So I had three of you on. Then after Aquavitae, which is Scotch. This is a full, there is a lull where I watch travel and music videos now. Like time is coming up. That is right. Like Dan and Julie are uh, up next. Harry's Herbert impression is the best. Well, thank you, sir. I've been, I've been trying real hard now. You know what else is hard? Bye, Julie. Hope you guys have a great stream. I hope to make it in for a little bit, but uh, I should do an entire stream with the Herbert voice. I would lose subscribers. As funny as that would be, I would lose subscribers. I That feels more like something i should do on twitch or an instagram live stream or something oh. there's so many whiskey channels since i drink every whiskey on the planet it's hard to keep up yeah i mean i i keep mine to a couple of different ones you can probably guess but you know apple wrestle ha apple happy wrestlemania weekend everybody i didn't know it was wrestlemania weekend Timbip and Lifetime overlap and then Bourbon Bites, so those tend to be at least two at a time. I, I try my best to be done at nine. Uh, of course, I'm going to be going a little bit over just because uh, I haven't even gotten to this review yet, but let's see what's up. Yeah, that nose is really weird. It's, it's sweaty and savory. Like, it's very briny. is happening the oh clifton's not on tonight sweaty and savory yes i didn't know clifton wasn't on tonight i'm sorry don't worry about thursday it's one of the fullest schedules all week that's true thursday is crazy night for a lot of people Sweaty like a Christmas tree. Yes. In, as in the ball variety. This is really weird. It's good. But just having been on the, the bourbon track this whole time, especially a weeded bourbon, I, I wasn't ready for the switch up to, to single malt malted barley. Clifton's south of the border. 
He is a southpaw. I'll say this, and I know that I'm cra I'm like partially crazy for it. I'd love Clifton to stream from south of the border. That'd be awesome. Um, it's like it's like a really heavy, high-proof logger or pilsner. No logger. I mean, it's it's got all of those kind of like Budweiser. Is Budweiser a Pilsner? Somebody let me know. I can't remember. I genuinely cannot remember. I had one recently, and I didn't even think twice about it. Which, by the way, Budweiser, still a great beer. Still a really great beer. Women of Whiskey are on as well. There we go. <laughs> Clifton's at the North slash South Carolina borderline. <laughs> I, I love the thought of, like, south of the border just being South Carolina. <laughs> uh, you, he, he went south of the border for the week. Oh, really? He went down to Mexico? Nah, Tennessee. But is a Pilsner made out of cardboard. <laughs> hey, it's a good beer, man. It's a good beer. It is genuine. I like... I'm losing viewers because I've said that... Budweiser is a good beer. South Cackalacky. <laughs> is a lager or a Pilsner lighter on the beer palette? I'd say Pilsner not knowing anything. Ye I think that's right. Um, I, I'm, hitting a, I'm hitting a wall with my beer knowledge. Um, I know that this is pretty standard stuff. I just haven't taken the time to like differentiate between them. It's like if you're just kind of getting into bourbon, figuring out what high rye versus low rye means, you know. Have I ever been there? Like, like Tennessee or South Carolina? There's a huge place called South of the Border that is like wall drug. It's a tourist trap place. I know what you're talking about. That's Tennessee, right? Or no, that is South Carolina. Right? You're going to love um, this is really interesting. Being a bourbon guy, of course. Where's Bill when you need him? I don't know. <laughs> Bud Heavy is a good beer. Fair enough. Budweiser does have its time and place. Pilsner is a form of lager, more hops and different yeast. Okay. This is more lagery. Or more Budweiser-y. Whatever. <laughs> it's good. It's it's genuinely good. Uh, the nose is a little off-putting. The finish is incredible. The front end of the palate is sweet, and then it starts kind of giving way to more of the the savory savoriness. Um, but overall, I mean, uh, oh, you know what? I haven't done in a long time. I haven't used the uh, I haven't used the trophy. 
nor have I given my yay nay may review on YouTube, which is what it always used or what I used to do with it. Wolves, single, and yes, for anybody who's not seen this before, I did buy this specifically for um, when I was doing video content. Uh, so, Wolves Single Malt, you're the best. You can't see it so much on the camera right now. It says you're the best. Covering it up's not going to help, Perry. Idiot. Uh, but yeah, it's good stuff, man. If you see it, uh, I would suggest grabbing a bottle. Let me look and see what the price is real quick. I don't quite remember off the top of my head. Uh, is it on this tab? I think so. Um, wow. Uh, you can get a six pack of 375 bottles, 375 mil bottles. Um, six pack of 375s for $300. So. Anyway, been a good stream. Hope everybody has a great weekend. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. Uh, thank you for sticking around this week. I, I hope to see you back next time, of course. Uh, like the video if you haven't done so already. If you've been watching on the replay or listening to the audio version of this, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, and uh, yeah. That's it. Love you guys. See you next time. Until then, I'm Perry, and this has been...